0: Hello, and welcome to What's the Big Idea? I'm your host, Paige Curtis. Today's episode is brought to you by Destination Imagination, commonly referred to as DI, the leading creative problem-solving experience for children. Through DI's innovative project-based educational experiences, participants gain the skills that will set them up for success in careers like the one we're going to hear about today. Learn more about DI at destinationimagination.org. On today's episode, we are pleased to welcome Jose Paranian. Jose Peranian is a lifelong stutter turned Forbes-featured two-time TEDx speaker, the 2017 Inspirational Speaker of the Year, and a stand-up comedian. He has performed in three continents and three languages. He speaks six of them. He delivered keynotes about inclusion and resilience at organizations like Tesla, and Dell, as well as educational institutions and conferences worldwide. Joining us today from Beirut, Lebanon, please welcome Jose Peranian. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Paige. I will start by mentioning I do have a stutter everyone's internet is working just fine. (laughs) Thank you
0: for that heads up. Uh, I want to talk about how that stutter has led to where you are in your career today. So tell us a little bit about your job and how you got to your job.
1: I am doing today what I least expected to be doing professionally. Growing up in Lebanon, I uh, avoided speaking almost uh, entirely for more than 25 years out of the fear of being judged for sounding different. And if you had told my younger self that I would one day be speaking professionally and doing stand-up comedy in four different languages, he would never, ever have believed you.
0: That's a pretty, pretty amazing. And I'm sure your younger self is incredibly proud of what you've had to, the fear you've had to overcome, what you've had to overcome Mm. to get here. Um as a child as a young adult was there a particular moment where you decided to confront that fear
1: Sometimes we assume that we have to wait for one of those big breakthrough moments In a Hollywood kind of way, when something just clicks as we go running under the rain to dramatic music playing in the background, I have not found that to be the case. For me, it's been what I've ended up coining millions of of micro moments of bravery. And it's been through these millions of micro moments of choosing the thing that feels a bit More uncomfortable repeatedly choosing what feels a bit more scary through public speaking or whatever the challenging situation was. That's how the transformation occurred. If I had to select some of the key moments, though, along the journey, I'll mention one, having learned this breathing technique to help me control my stuttering. Two, joining Toastmasters, an international public speaking – you've heard of it, I'm sure – to an international public speaking association. And I joined it after I used to beg my professors back in university to exempt me from all of my presentations. And I knew that I I could no longer live my life being controlled by this fear of judgment. So Toastmasters was also a symbolic milestone. And maybe two more that I'll mention now are in my last year of undergrad, I joined the the debating club and a few years after i i ended up challenging myself through stand up comedy and that i think was one of those i won't say turning point but one of those really symbolic moments that combined with all of the other key moments where I chose discomfort, stand-up represented a new way of looking at myself and at the world.
0: So there are so many amazing things that you just talked about. I want to break down a couple of them. The first is Mm -hmm. stand-up comedy. So stand-up comedy to me is terrifying. That would be one of my fears. I think it is so much harder than it looks. Tell us about your experience as a stand-up comedian.
1: I often tell people public speaking is challenging it's a good thing I don't have a speech impediment. That would have made it so much (laughs) more difficult. (laughs) Fit-up comedy does represent in many ways the most challenging type of public speaking because you have to go up on that stage you have to make people laugh and it's not the same atmosphere than a, a professional conference there's a right. certain a certain wildness and on predictability to the environment of a comedy club and it is i would say one of those speaking situations that is both terrifying and exhilarating at the at the same time why i thought it was a magical Endeavor for me to pursue is because it allowed me to flip what was something that made me feel painfully insecure on its head. It allowed me to openly joke about having a stutter, not for the sake of the audience, but really for my sake, as an exercise in self-acceptance, in self-love, in self-confidence. And I know that oftentimes jokes where you make fun of yourself are described as self-deprecating I see it as self empowering because I am fully owning what makes me different, what makes me unique. And once we are able to fully own what makes us unique, we regain control over. Uh, we're our narrative, and we are no longer controlled by the fear of the being judged for for not being like everyone else.
0: So there's this really poignant idea wrapped up in what you're talking about to lean into your insecurities, to challenge yourself to overcome that fear. And that's something that for me as an adult is difficult to face. And we may have some young listeners, some students right now listening to this who are wondering, how do I overcome my insecurities or my fears? What advice would you give to those students? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. The first one, the first thing I would tell, hi, by the way, whoever is listening to this conversation, so glad you're here. So, one thing uh, I would say is it's okay to be different. It took me so long to grasp this uh, idea. So, I'll... I'll say it once more. It's okay to be different. When I was growing up, I chose silence to defend myself from the world because I held the belief that being different meant that I was not good enough. So, Advice number one, it's okay to be different. Own what makes you unique. Two, use fear as a compass that will guide you where you need to go. Say you are in class, whether that is in person or virtual, and you want to participate, but you are feeling insecure. I sound f- funny. I, English, or you might be thinking English isn't my first language, so I don't want people to make fun of the way I pronounce certain words. Or you might think, Am I as smart as my classmates? Am I as as well spoken? What will they say? So these are all thoughts that might arise as you as you you get ready to do something that you are afraid of doing. And when those fears come up, or as I sometimes call them inner stutters, when those inner stutters start to show up for you, one thing I would recommend is to use that fear as a compass, to use them even as a trampoline. If you feel like speaking up in that class is creating fear for you or is making you feel insecure, think of this as an indication or even an invitation that you have to be doing this. And the third thing I would say is once you find that thing that scares you the most, do it. But then do it again and again and again. It's, it is not about doing it or, or doing that thing that makes you feel insecure just once and assuming that, okay, I have slayed my dragons and they will never come back because chances are they will come back The next day, and then we have to slay those dragons again and again and again until we start believing that hey, fear and action are not mutually exclusive, fear and action can coexist. And that's a statement that is very liberating because then we're no longer thinking, trust me, as soon as this fear or this insecurity goes away, watch out world because I'm coming. No, we need to start taking the steps that challenge those fears and insecurities. And then that change that we dream of will magically start to unfold.
0: That's amazing advice. And I think there's something to be said for experience, that when you face your fears, you're creating some experience that you can look back to and say, I overcame this once, and then I overcame it again, and then I overcame it again, mm-hmm. and it becomes habitual in a very positive way. It's, it's a great system to use for really leaning in and overcoming mm-hmm. fears. Inner stutters, I like that. <laughs> We're going to run to a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in a moment with more from Jose Peranian) <laughs>
2: enjoy working with young people? Are you looking for a way to make a difference? Then you might be a great team manager for Destination Imagination. A team manager serves as a mentor to a team of seven students and guides them through the creative process. DI provides training and a flexible schedule, then the rest is up to you. DI teams are forming all over the world, but we need you to put your local team on the map. Help us empower the leaders and innovators of tomorrow. Volunteer as a team manager today. Find out more at destinationimagination.org slash the big idea.
0: Welcome back with more from Jose Peranian. I want to go back to our conversation about students who may be overcoming their interferes and interstutters. We may also have a listener's who are a support system for those students, be it parents or teachers or peers or friends, what advice would you give to those people on how to help their students and friends navigate discomfort and navigate those stutters?
1: Mm. I talked earlier about self-acceptance. We can... extend that concept and speak about acceptance in general. And that's what diversity and inclusion is about. Accepting and and, and celebrating others and, and their differences, whatever... Those are for the individual. At the end of the day, every person thinks of themselves as being different. And most people, if not all, have experienced at least one instance of exclusion when they have felt excluded from the group because of either a, a characteristic or, or, or something about who they are. And when we talk about, uh, accepting others, I believe the best thing that the support system can do is make the person feel like it's okay that they are different. So if someone is dealing with a specific challenge, whether it is a speech impediment or a different type of disability or a a learning difficulty or whatever it is that makes that person different, it is key for them to feel like they are not doing anything wrong. And growing up with a stutter myself in Lebanon, I often eh, 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 experienced shame about the fact that I was different and had my environment, whether it's a school or whatever, had that environment been, been filled with messaging that, that told me otherwise, that w- would have been really empowering for me to realize that it's, it's okay for me to be the way that I am. It's still possible to seek to improve or to to leverage the resources that are available to us for that improvement. If, however, our starting point is that it's bad to be different, no amount of external change or or support will suffice by itself if we are not empowered and encouraged by those in our life to own our uniqueness. So that that's one thing I would say is, is key. One other thing that comes to, to mind is being an ally in the sense that if you pick up on behavior that seems like discrimination or that seems like people are jumping to inaccurate conclusions about the person based on on one of their traits then that person in the in the social or in the support system can act as an ally and call it out.
0: You've provided a great framework that fits into the context of this larger conversation about diversity, inclusion, and belonging, and creating spaces and environments that foster differences in a really positive way. And that's that's relevant to schools, and that's relevant to what we do within the Destination Imagination Program, but that's also relevant to workplaces. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think what you said about Being able to lead with compassion and empathy for the times when each of us may have felt excluded in a particular situation is especially important. Mm -hmm. So I think using that experience uh, to to foster a really positive environment Mm -hmm. is something that everybody can take away from this and, and contribute to. In DI, we talk a lot about the four C's, and that is communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. How do you feel like you use those four Cs in your career?
1: Communication. Something that I shied away from most of my life for more than 25 years. And today it is what I do. I communicate professionally. And the more we Communicate the more we, we start to understand how to be a more if, effective communicator. And the one thing I had done before the pandemic, I would challenge myself by going to the mall once a week. Where I would talk to 100 complete strangers every single week, and I did that for years, and exposing myself to so many social interactions played a big role in in shaping my my confidence and my communication skills. So it is an area of your life that you want to invest time in because everything in life happens as a result of of some form of, of communication between you, and the person who can make your goals happen or who can or who, who can empower you who can introduce you to, to someone else who works at your d- dream company so a key skill collaboration is crucial because life is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Had it been a sprint, I would have said competition. You only get one brief opportunity, so it's all competition, but that's not how it goes it's it's all about consistently c- creating these relationships based on on trust on on collaboration that th- th- that allows us as i mentioned earlier to to co-create impact. So that's what I think about uh, by collaboration in terms of, oh, and, and one other cool thing about collaboration is that it implies inclusion and thinking of ways to incorporate different perspectives, different ways of looking at the world to come up with a final result, a final outcome that is far more superior and impactful than than instances where we are where we insist on doing everything on our own, and lastly, creativity. It's it's good to be intentional with our creativity to ensure that we are we are strengthening the muscle that allows us to create. new 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 things. Yeah.
0: We are going to move to our next section, which is called rapid fire. And to describe how rapid fire will work, I am going to read you a short question and I am looking for a gut reaction. So Jose, this is where things get crazy. These are the crazy questions.
1: And I was going to say let's let's call it medium speed <laughs> fire in this case <laughs>
0: this is this is a totally special edition of rapid fire question number one yes or no will robots ultimately come for your job no question number two is social media the best or the worst
1: Social media is the best and the worst. And the best way to make it not the worst is by having a healthy relationship with it.
0: Question number three, yes or no, does pineapple belong on pizza?
1: 100% it does and not only pineapple, I also put slices of avocado, like whole slices of avocado, on top of my pizza with the pineapple. And you, 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 you just inspired me to order a a <laughs> pizza with pineapple and avocado, and then add my own. Avocado slices on top. I'm obsessed.
0: Uh, Is there anything else that you'd like us to know before we wrap up?
1: There's a quote that I, I often think about. It's by the Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius. And it goes, what stands, it goes, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Had I not dealt with this in, initial obstacle, I would most likely have never ended up doing stand-up comedy, TEDx talks, and and all of those things. So my obstacle ended up taking me. The stages all around the world. I'll ask the listener whether you are currently a student or an or uh, uh, alumni who had gone through the the program in in, in the past. What is your obstacle? And where will it take you?
0: There's something really poetic about considering your biggest obstacle to also become a strength and a motivator and something that pushes mm-hmm. you through through life. So that that's a fantastic quote and one that I, I didn't know. One last question. Mm-hmm. What big ideas excite you right now?
1: So many. <laughs> So many uh, so many big ideas uh, excite me these days this whole period of of twenty 2020, twenty 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 one has been filled with so much change and and so many thought provoking moments and one that i am really one big idea that i'm really passionate about is is related to inclusion and and belonging and how to turn the obstacles of the individual into the triumph for the group. And quite often when we have these discussions about diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging, it's tempting to only focus on shape and on the environment, how do we make the environment more empathetic? And that is, and that is fifty percent of the equation. One overlooked approach, though, is: Are we directly empowering the individuals who are different themselves to own their uniqueness and to take action in spite of fear and discomfort. Because looking back at my personal journey of transformation, no amount of of niceness by itself, would have sufficed had I not engaged in radical self-acceptance and had I not changed my relationship with fear and discomfort. So a big idea that has been exciting me is that it takes two to tango. We want to create the most informed and empathetic and empowering allies on the one hand, but we also want to, and we also want to directly empower and inspire the individual so so that they feel equipped to cope with the adversity and become the absolute best versions of themselves.
0: Jose, I am so grateful that you spent this time with us today and grateful that you did conquer your fears and are conquering your fears because your message is so important. And I'm, again, so grateful that you were able to share all of these messages here with us today. We would like to acknowledge that this episode of What's the Big Idea was recorded on land originally inhabited and cultivated by the Lenape and Shawnee nations, as well as land inhabited by the Canaanite and Phoenician peoples. We are grateful for this land and for the people who have stewarded it for generations. This episode was produced by Kelsey Selick with additional material provided by Don Afiero and Chris Beisel and music by Kevin McLeod. Special thanks to our guest Jose Peranian for joining us today. You can learn more about Jose on Instagram at YeswayJose, or on his website, joseperanian.com. That's J-O-Z-E-P-I-R-A-N-I-A-N.com. To learn more about our show and about DI, visit us at destinationimagination.org. If you'd like to inspire even more big ideas for young people around the world, consider making a charitable contribution to DI at destinationimagination.org slash donate. I'm Paige Curtis. Thanks for listening to What's the Big Idea. The
2: Department of Labor estimates that 65% of today's students will be employed in jobs that have yet to be invented, we have no way of knowing what those jobs will entail. But we do know that the skills that will prepare them for success are the skills that they can develop through Destination Imagination. Hi, I'm Chris Beisel, Director of Training for Destination Imagination. I was a team manager for 15 years and 22 teams before I joined the staff. Being a team manager was the best thing that I did for all my children. Destination Imagination, or DI, is an international project based competition that reinforces the four Cs communication collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. You probably heard about those skills in today's episode, and DI is the place where kids like yours develop those skills for themselves. Students work together in small teams to create solutions to a challenge. DI's team challenges fall into one of seven categories, scientific, technical, engineering, fine arts, improvisation, service learning, and for our younger children, early learning. A DI team selects one of those seven challenges and prepares a solution to present in the local tournament. Throughout the experience students create projects, solve problems, build relationships, learn new concepts, and have a great time in the process. We're building the workforce of the future. Today's DI participants are tomorrow's innovators, problem solvers, and leaders. If that sounds like a good fit for you and the young people in your life, we would love to have you join us. To get started today, visit destinationimagination.org slash learn more.